Good morning. Welcome to the Mr. Relevant Podcast. It is still Wednesday, July 26th. I'm your host, Jamie Mottram, and we are back with part two of a two-part pod in which me and Dan Steinberg draft DC sports writers for a hypothetical subscription-based DC sports site that may or may not be known as The Athletic DC. Dan, are you there? I am, although my mind's going a million different directions right now. Was it because my intro was so rambling, or you were just like getting your draft notes together? No, you might, my, my draft notes have been scrambled by part one, which I'm sure all of our lis- listeners have listened to and maybe are listening to for a second time before they listen to part two. But yeah, I, if, if I, you, I don't know what to do with my site. If you haven't listened to part one, you should go get with that before you get with this, because this won't make a lot of sense otherwise. Um, what we're going to do is go maybe five to seven rounds uh, back and forth, Dan uh picking first, then me picking second, and on down the road, drafting um, staff writers, staff members, they don't have to be writers, staff members, for uh, our own subscription-based DC Sports site. I think I said that already. Um, yeah, anything, any, any more throat clearing, Dan, before we get started? Yeah, I, I want to say, I don't know whether any of my colleagues, past or present, would listen to this, but if they do, I love every single one of you, and in an ideal world, I would hire every single one of you and give you a 10% raise from your current salary. And your work is awesome, um, but I have to follow the rules of this game, which means that you're not all going to get drafted, and it doesn't mean that you aren't awesome and I don't love you. A 10% raise? I feel like if they left the secure confines of the Washington Post where democracy dies in darkness and went to this brand new startup, who who knows if it's going to live or die, you'd need a lot more than 10%. That might be true. The other thing that I don't know, and I still don't, I just don't know the answer to the question right now. I don't know if we're trying to create a site that we would be most proud of and would be most enticing to us as readers, or if we're trying to create a site that would hmm. earn the maximum number of subscribers. I, I, I don't know how to I think you want to, I think you want to go max subscribers. Um, yeah. but clearly it's colored by your own like tastes and, and preferences. Um, the other thing is like, I don't think we have to stick to a strict budget. We already established that like a successful site in the, in the athletic, like local market strategy is earning about $500,000 in revenue. Like that's a, that's what they have said is like a profitable site. Um, yeah. so we, I think, feel like we need to be in that ballpark when we, we kind of add up our rosters. Uh, it doesn't have to be 500 grand. I'm not saying I think you might be surprised by how much some of my coworkers make. Yeah, well, I mean, that's the thing. Like, you could draft somebody who's established and uh, is expensive, but then you could follow that up with, like, somebody who's fresh out of college and, you know, kind of offsets the price. Okay, well, let's I mean, there's ahead. a strategy, Dan. This is, yeah, the, no, this is not so much like fantasy football. It's, like, it's almost like, the, um, like an auction style. You know, there's, there's limited funds here is what I'm saying. I wish I had paper and pencil in front of me, and I don't. I'm not going to – look, nobody's, nobody's, like, keeping you to a strict salary cap. Um, I'm just saying, like – in 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 okay. the real world of like instructing this staff, like you wouldn't just be able to like hire all the big guns with, you know, no uh, no recourse whatsoever. Well, I understand that. I understand that, but I don't think that you'd want to anyhow because of a variety of, of issues. But anyhow, let's go ahead. Let's just start. All right. Well, I mean, dude, you're on the clock. Go I get ahead. the first pick. Yeah, you pick one. Okay, and and I'm just gonna say it and give a little bit of a justification. My justification is, I, I think. As I mentioned in part one, which you all listen to, I think that you can't do this and have any hope of really succeeding without a strong Redskins element. I think that um, that the game story doesn't matter as much and the feature story doesn't matter as much. What matters is analysis and 
information that other people don't have. And I think there's a couple names you could throw out there to fill that role. I'm going to take uh, my colleague, Mike Jones, as the number one overall pick. I think that he is the most indispensable voice to me on the most indispensable and important team in town. I think when he writes his, like, you know, five observations or whatever it is after a Redskins game, it's the thing that I am most interested in clicking in first. I think that he was on, like, the Cousins thing, a more reliable gauge of what was going to happen than just about anyone else in the country. Um, And he had it the whole way that Cousins wasn't going to sign. And, like, if you're doing a site, I think you need a guy who's going to be right about something like that Um, and someone who's going to give you – inside information on transactions and on coaching changes, all that stuff. So I'm taking Mike Jones, number one. Mike Jones is a solid pick, but I'm not going to lie to you. I wasn't going to take Mike Jones. That's fine. Um, I do agree with your Redskins-centric approach, which is why my number one overall pick is going to be Larry Michael. Uh, of course I'm kidding, but wouldn't it be I great, it. I, wouldn't it be great if like, Larry Michael joined the Athletic DC and it was like a reverse heel turn where suddenly he was just like guns blazing at like Snyder and Bruce Allen and everyone in the building? I think uh, if he wanted to, if, if anyone was going to tell you where, where the bodies are buried, I think he would be high on the list that could do it. Yeah. He's been there for a long time and he knows what's going on. I've got to think that he would be like severely contractually obligated to shut the fuck up. Like they would just that would be the deal. Anyways, I don't uh, know. I don't know. It's it's interesting point. They're, they're probably if we were doing like the reverse, if we were doing like the reverse popularity list of DC sports media members, and no disrespect to Larry, who has been nice to me personally, I but he would probably be the number one overall pick for the least liked DC media team. I'm not going to disagree. Uh, also, uh, one bit of throat clearing that I forgot: the number one most mentioned name when throwing this out there on Twitter was a fellow by the name of Dan Steinberg. So I'm excluding Steinberg from the list, uh, but just know that otherwise he would be on here. Uh, my number one overall pick, Barry Sverluga. I'm taking Barry uh, for a number of reasons because of his versatility, not only in terms of uh, the work that he does like the, and the forms that it takes, whether it's like beat reporting or being a columnist, but also his handling and expertise of like a wide range of subjects. Like I feel like he's a strong voice for the post. He's got a strong following, well-respected man about town. He's, he's kind of the anchor uh, for my squad at number one. Okay. Can I tell you, I don't, I don't know if this means that listeners could hear this. I couldn't hear anything that you just said for the past minute. Okay. So that's round one. You've got Mike Jones. I've got Barry's for Luga. We had a little bit of technical difficulties. Uh, you may have noticed that dear listener. Uh, I should mention that we're using a free app called Bumpers to do this from my iPhone, and you get what you pay for. So, Dan, round two, your second pick. Uh, also, just I would want to object to that and say that that's stupid, and then no one would actually pay to read me because I don't actually have any information or insight. So, anyhow, just for the record, um, okay. I wasn't I wasn't going to let you respond to the fact that everyone wants Dan Steinberg to write behind this paywall. I don't think that's true. I don't think that's true. I think that there's like an image of me that doesn't actually match with the reality of me. And then in reality, no one would pay one cent to listen to me. Anyhow, um, moving on. I, you know, that is, I think a lot of these sites are kind of anchored by a columnist type voice. I don't know if that's the right way to go or not. I don't know. But the number two name on my list is a columnist and probably out of my theoretical price range. But if you're going to pay for Sirluga, I'm going to pay for this guy somehow. And I'm taking Boz. I'm taking Tom Boswell. And I know that he is of a different generation a little bit than a lot of the people who are starting these sites. And um, sometimes he's not in tune with some of the 
younger bloggy type voices on some of these teams. I, I understand all that, but for me as a reader, the one voice I think I would miss the most if he left the post and was behind a paywall somewhere else is Boz. And he writes about every team. He has historical perspective that no one does. He has inside information on the Nats, I think, that no one else does. For, for sure, I believe that. Um, and I just would miss him. I would miss him and I would want to read him myself. And I think that he um, is the best DC sports writer going. That's what I believe. Uh, Boswell would be my number one pick for like 35 years in a row. <laughs> You yeah. know what I mean? Like going back to like whenever I started reading him in like 1986 or whatever. Well, you just passed him to take him. I passed him over because it's kind of like Boz. I just can't imagine him leaving the post. Like he, like he's yeah. part of the institution. Um, yeah. Like, and also it's kind of weird when people like when Peter Gammons left ESPN. Like, where is Peter Gammon? Like he started his own website. He's doing digital stuff, but it's almost like he's not doing anything at all. I don't. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I just couldn't imagine. Boswell going and doing some like new digital startup play and it working out. I feel like he's in the perch he needs to be. So your pick is terrible. Okay, maybe. But if there was a site with Mike Jones and Tom Boswell behind uh, paywall, there's a good chance that I would pay for it. And I'm not even a DC sports fan. <laughs> well, there is a site. It's called the Washington Post. Uh, right. Number two. <laughs> number two. So far, all three picks have come from the Post. I'm going to break the trend. Uh, with my second overall pick, I'm taking... Ian Oland from Russian Machine Never Breaks. Oh, wow. Uh, now, that said, I don't know that Ian is necessarily the one that I need from RMNB, but I need somebody from RMNB. No, he is. Because it's like, I know that's like his site, but if he has too good of a thing going and doesn't want to leave, uh, then we're going to get his number two. We're going to steal, you know, hammer her. <laughs> because that site is so good. It's the best cap site. It's best caps coverage. And it feels like a, by a pretty clear margin. Um, and I think behind the Redskins, like Caps coverage is is probably the number one thing. Now you could argue with Caps versus Nats. Um, no, I think it's definitely the Nats. But anyway. I don't know. I don't know. But RMNB stands so far above like the rest of the competition that I'm I'm taking Elon Ian at uh, number two and coupling him with Barry and solidifying the Caps corner. That's interesting. I had him as my last round pick because um, I didn't think that he would be on your list. But are you saying I, reach? I was a, it was a reach? You're saying Ian's a reach? Well, I think you, you could have taken him in the fourth round, and he still would have gotten ahead of me because he was pegged in as my fifth round pick. I think the thing Damn that he it. does um, better than anyone else, and it's not no offense, to Ian. I don't think it's the analysis. I don't think it's the um, necessarily the um, information. I think that he has made people love being a part of that community right. of Caps fans better than anyone else with any other team in town. And there is, it's almost like you're an RMNB fan as much as you're a Caps fan. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead just for the record and also disagree with you about them being the um, best source of information on the Caps. I think they are the most comprehensive place for all kind of Caps coverage out there, but I'm going to have to stick up for the Washington Post still and breaking news and things along that, um, those lines. No, but yeah, I, no, I come on. And Caps, I'm not going to sit here and say that. Yeah, I mean, I've told our, our bosses that the, the that RMNB is probably the first stop for people who want Caps news. I, but I still think that if you were just just talking news, news, I, I yeah, I mean, we like they don't. Go to I mean, games, they don't I, go to games I, and practices. You know? I, I mean, I don't know, man. I'm a little colored by the fact that like after. I mean, what you're saying is right. Like they're at, like the post is at all all the games and you know in the field doing reporting. But after like the whole hockey world and especially like Russian machine was killing the caps front office for how they're handling free agency. There was like a three day period where there was like zero analysis or commentary from the post on, right. on that. Yeah. yeah, you're right. I mean, that's rough. 
I don't know. I, that, to me, that's like an opportunity actually for a site like this is to like zero in on caps coverage and, and own that beat. Um, not necessarily for just a reporting agree, standpoint, but, but all but, aspects. Right. I don't disagree, but you would be fighting majorly uphill against Russian machine unless you basically took a yeah. huge chunk of the Russian machine staff, which you just did. Anyhow, what I, <laughs> I think it's a good pick. It's a good pick. Hey, thanks, man. I would have taken, yeah, I would have taken him in some, in some form. And the number two there is Peter Hassan, who I think might be one of the best writers. Going well, in well, that's why I wasn't of... sure like who, who you go with, but it's like somebody and I was just, you know, Ian's. No, you take Ian because, and Ian yeah. is the other thing about Ian is he is a absolutely undescribably indescribably tireless worker and he does more at more weird hours and all through the night and he has a young child and he works like crazy and you sort of need someone who's going to do that for something like this all right round three who you got i'm bummed out about that pick a little bit and i'm gonna have to change my strategy on the fly somehow my number three i'm gonna move away from the washington post and i'm gonna take someone who i believe might have the most followers of any dc sports media member i would have to check that um i don't know for sure but i'm taking grant paulson from 1067 the fan wow i think are you doubling up on skins with that pick or are you saying like grant's gonna do other stuff no i think grant is extremely adept talking hockey and especially baseball i mean he works for mlb um, network mlb baseball Uh serious xm whatever serious baseball channel he and and for that uh arena football team which i forget the name of the valor that's not really significant i think that he can drive the conversation on topics i think he has driven the conversation just an recent example about both about kirk cousins's contract um and about anthony rendon not hitting in the two hole or about what the nationals are doing in the two hole i think that he's provocative i think he's insightful i think that he takes positions that make people want to argue and want to listen in but he also forms relationships with people the relationship he formed with kirk cousins four or five whatever years ago has led to cousins being a regular guest on his radio show and doing a 45 minute spot after no contract was reached, which was the most vital interview of the month um, in DC sports. I think that uh, he could add a uh, audio element and he's also started writing and I would like him to be part of my well, site. But well, yeah, that, I think he has more Twitter followers than anyone who covers DC sports. I, I think that's a great pick. I, if I, if it's an audio draft or a radio draft in DC, like I think he's my number one. Um, but can he write? Well, he's just started his own site and he's writing now. Oh man, he's he's angling for the athletic DC appointment. Clearly, yeah. Um, okay. I don't know that I, I don't know that quality of writing matters as much as you seem to suggest that it would. I, I think that I mean it, it doesn't have to be matter, like I don't it doesn't have to be like purple. It doesn't have to be like purple prose. But somebody's got to be able to write like clean copy and with a strong voice that doesn't need to rely too heavily on editing. Uh, given that this is like a lean kind of high volume machine. I agree with you. I've never written read an essay that he's written, but I've read him on Twitter enough to think that he is not illiterate. So anyhow, all right. Too, well, too well if, if, if Grant wants to persuade me, he can submit an essay uh, on the subject of his choice to uh, yes. Jamie Matram at Gmail. Uh, number three, I'm going to go with Master Tess. Yeah, good pick. Master Tess is it Tess Fatsion? Is that how you yeah. pronounce his last name? Uh, Twitter handle Master Tess on the skins. This is a bit of a recency bias pick, although I have enjoyed his coverage and like his his like social media brand uh, for a while now. But the story he wrote on the Hogs 2.0, yeah, uh, that was one of the best stories I've I've read on DC Sports in a while. And just like the reporting, the access, the storytelling, it was just mwah, loved it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I would I would take Master Tess. It's kind of a, a rising star within DC sports uh, to own the Redskins beat for my site. 
I think it's a good pick. I think that he is very multimedia friendly. He wants to be on um, IG stories. He wants to do Snapchat. Um, and he is going to get in with players. He's already getting in with players. And he mm-hmm. will break more and more news as this thing goes on, for sure. He also broke the news of the Redskins playing the night game on um, Thanksgiving this year. Um, huge, That's the kind of thing that huge, you want to huge, huge story, clearly. I, no, I is, totally man. forgot about it. No, no, I know, sure I know, I know that kind of like, yes, that kind of scoop. Stuff uh, like that would work would on help. your site. And by the way, I, IG stories, is that what the kids say, Dan? Is it not? I don't know. <laughs> Insta stories? Instagram <laughs> stories? I don't know. I have no idea. I'm not just one. say Instagram, okay. I guess. Sorry. Um, I don't know. Maybe people do say IG. Luckily, um, the kids aren't listening to this podcast, so no one will be here to make fun of me. Okay, okay so, so just a quick recap. Uh, you've got First three rounds. You've got Mike Jones, Thomas Boswell, Grant Paulson. It's by the way, it's Grant and not Grant, right? It's Grant. Grant. It's Grant with an H. No, it's not. Is it? That's what I'm asking. I don't know. No, his, his Twitter handle is Grant H Paulson, but his okay. H is see, see, this is why I was confused because like <laughs> I don't <Grant>. <laughs> is, is it Kirk? Is it Kurt? Is it Kirk? Um, okay, and then my three. I've got Sverluga. <laughs> Ian Olin from Russian Machine and Master Tess. Four of the six picks so far from the post. Okay, round four. Uh, who you got, Dan? I don't like that, and I don't like that. And I'm gonna. I really thought that I was gonna get Ian late. I don't like my post heavy post bias here, but I'm going post again. I'm going post again. I'm taking Chelsea James. Um, uh, and I, I, I don't know. I, I think that that if I was gonna go to one source for more granular Nationals news, um which I think you need to have on this site the same way that um, we both have more granular Redskins people. I think that it's Chelsea right now. I think that she has gotten in good with a number of the star players on the team and with a number of the front office people. And I think that to me, the nationals and the Redskins are the two teams that I want to cover the most in depth, uh, the most intensely on a day-to-day basis. And I also would like to have a woman on my staff and she was the first name that came to mind. So I'm taking Chelsea. Good pick. Uh, I'm also going to go Nats at, Number four, I was, I will say shout out to Harper Gordek at natsbaseball.blogspot.com because that's probably my favorite, like most consistent source of Nats analysis. Yeah. Um, he's been on the show, love his work, uh, but I would go. You know, overall, multiple times. Multiple times. Yeah. Yes. And nice enough to be a guest here. Um, just like yourself, two-timer club. Um I would go back to uh, one of the post's previous beat writers, uh, Adam Kilgore, and bring him in to cover the Nats. I thought the work he did on that beat was rivaling Sverluga as the best Nats coverage that we've seen since they came to D.C., uh, since they existed. and just did a lot, not only in terms of like the, the, you know, whatever gamers and kind of like straight news stories, but also like the Nats journal blog, I thought was at its peak, um, when he was in the, in the captain seat. And that would probably be a, um, a really good comparable for what we would want on this site. So I'd go Kilgore. I don't think you're getting Kilgore to go back to a Nats beat. If I, if I heard Kilgore for my athletic DC site, which I was considering, I would have him be the Sverluga Basra. I would have him be the general columnist. And I think that he will be a columnist one day and will be awesome at it because he does opinion better than he does beat writing. And he did beat writing well. But I think he would be a, a great lead columnist. I agree with that. But you also are living in a fantasy world where you're hiring Thomas Boswell. So I get Adam Kilgore. And if he turns me okay. down, I get Harper Gordek back up. Okay. All right. Round five. Um, and this, this, yeah, though I think this is an interesting point also in what are we asking our beat writer 
person to do for sure. My beat writer is not writing one game story, not on the Nationals beat, not ever. I mean, maybe in the playoffs, maybe in the playoffs, but that's not what I want them doing. I want them doing some kind of post game analysis that is not structured as a game story and that does not, would not make sense in a newspaper. I want it to be explicitly not a game story. I agree with all of my heart. Yeah. And I think this is something that the Washington Post at some point is going to have to grapple with in a more serious way. And it's weird because right now we still have hundreds, hundreds of thousands of print, writer, print readers who want some kind of a game story the next day's paper. And as a web reader, it has no, it just has no allure to me. Yeah. I think the last game story I read was like the last time I was reading the physical paper. Like, does anybody choose to read a game story or is it just like they have no other choice because, you know, there's limited stories in the paper and it's either I that. I guess some people still do. I mean, it's, but the whole thing, like the whole thing is a, it hangs over all of us. I think the newspaper, it does for me when I'm writing columns for the newspaper, I'm writing them to a certain length and in a certain style that I feel just neuters me and makes the product shit. And it drives me crazy. <laughs> and I don't know how to deal with it. I, I, I know that I'm, I'm worse than I'm writing for the paper. I know that I'm worse when I'm writing for the paper and I don't know how to fix that. Dan, your product's Anyhow. not shit. You, you got that good product, man. By the way, no, we're, okay. going, we're going, we're going, we're going to go, I'm making the call. We're going two more rounds. This is round five. Okay. We're going to go five, six. So two more picks. Okay. Keep that in mind. You got to you know, okay. check every box. Okay. I'm ready for five. All right. Go. Okay. My, my fifth round pick in my imagination was Ian Oland. You took him out from under me. And so I'm going Peter Hassett, who is the other co-founder of Russian Machine Never Breaks. And I'm hoping that he has some of those same traits that I praise Ian for. I want I want the fanatical love where the people are wearing your t-shirts all over the country and where people are sending you story ideas and story tips and where you have this just incredible community that cannot imagine not being a part of your site. And I think that he and Ian have created that. And in addition, Peter is an awesome, awesome writer. Um, he's also good. I mean, he does good X's and O's, not X's and O's, but he does analysis and um, analytics and some of the stuff that he did. Uh, just today in response to Barry's column about Brian McClellan and the offseason was really interesting and stuff that I could never possibly do. And so give me Peter Hassett. I read that. It was good. Um, in this world where we are now starting two different DC sports subscription sites and we're taking the top two people from Russian Machine, man, they're, they're going to be decimated over there. They're going to have to restock, reload. Um, okay. oh, we're also buying the t-shirt designs, by the way. And I don't think it's insignificant that they can Oh, that's so, a revenue stream for the athletic DC. Loads of t-shirts, yeah, for sure. Yeah, they have great have designs. I don't know. Tons of merch. T-shirts are great. Um, okay, so my fifth rounder. We actually, I'm just going to make a note that we've both saved Wizards coverage if we're going to have Wizards coverage at all for our last picks. Yeah. Uh, I was thinking Wiz, but at number five, I'm going to go a little offbeat here. I'm taking whoever the sentient being is that's behind the Twitter account. Records and radio. Oh, that's smart. That's very smart. No idea if it's man, woman, or child. Uh, know nothing about this person, what they that's do when they're not tweeting. But that is, I don't know. I mean, I want to say it's the best DC sports social media account. It probably is, yeah. Because, is. you know, like, I don't know. There's other people that I think are like essential follows. But he's like consistent. He or she is like consistently entertaining as hell um yeah. like all the best memes all the choices cuts um i would want records and radio kind of leading the social charge because even though this is a subscription site you have to like open up the funnel and kind of like draw people in from where they are on facebook twitter instagram and even if they don't end up paying like at the bottom of this hypothetical funnel um 
you, you got to like reach people. And if you don't have a, a great social presence, like you're not, you're not going to do that. So even though they may not necessarily be an on-site contributor, um, that's who I'd want leading the charge on social. That's smart. Um, I will say that I know who it is. I don't think to say it's a he is giving away too much. It's a he. And uh, I figured there was like an eighty percent chance of heatum. And I have said to him at various points that I would like to hire him. And this was years ago. And he mm-hmm. has a stable career and is not looking to do that. So, but maybe maybe the athletic DC is what would finally lure him. And I, you know what? The thing that's interesting about him, especially recently, is he has opinions that he's not afraid to express. And for example, he is one of the leaders of the fire Ernie charge. And I think that he could do it in a way for your site that would be both amusing and also serious. I think that he has like real arguments and facts at his disposal. Um, you know, not the same way as like a columnist traditionally, but I think that's a, I think that's a great pick. Uh, well, thank you very much. My backup pick for like the unorthodox social selection was yeah. um, Wiznuts. So shout out to yeah. Wiznuts. Wiznuts doesn't even live in DC anymore. <laughs> Neither do I. Um, true. <laughs> you know what? Fuck DC. Okay. Six pick. Uh, final pick. Who you got? Okay, you know, I, w- I had a five-round draft in my head, and I have my five-person my five person staff now. But as long as you're giving me a bonus, I'm going to um, get someone who I think could cover the Wiz great in a new-fashioned way. I'm going to take uh, Andrew Sharp. Oh, Sharp, he's good. Yeah, he's good. Grew up here, lives here, um, is a Wizards fan, which I think, I, in a way, you may want some fans. Just like Peter Hassett's a Caps fan, I think having some fans on staff is good. Just like Tom Boswell's was an ass fan. I didn't say that. Um I, th- I think that Sharp is sharp and smart on the NBA. Um, obviously, he's covering the league as a whole for Sports Illustrated now, but I think that I could get him to do college basketball as well um, if, we're co- if we're covering college in this market. And he, I think, could do it in a modern way. So we like didn't, we, yeah, we didn't even talk about the Terps. So I feel like the college market is just way too fragmented to focus on, but it would be nice if he could you know, do that too in addition to something else. Yeah, but like when Patrick Ewing gets hired at Georgetown, you, you're going to have to do that in some way. And when right. if Maryland goes to the Final Four again, you're going to have to acknowledge that in some way. Right. Um, and that's why I've got Barry Sofaluga batting leadoff. Um, okay. By the way, can I back up? Did you did you say that Thomas Boswell is a Nats fan? Or, or, I was or making you, a joke. Did you didn't follow that up with, I didn't say that. <laughs> yeah, I, I said the same way Tom Boswell is an aspen. I didn't say that. I think that some people like John Feinstein have given him a hard time right. about being too into the team. Um, so, yeah. I don't There's a lot of wild cards I'd love to take with this final pick. Um, like one such wild card is Chris Cooley. Uh, huh. I'm not going to do it because I don't think it would be realistic. But Cooley not only says provocative shit on air, but I was his editor like 10 years ago when he was blogging for Yahoo. And right. his he was like fantastic athlete blogger, like during like the the heyday of like you know Gilbert and all that stuff. Like Cooley was f- submitting like really good copy with like yeah. interesting like accompanying art, you know, like good photos and and uh, yeah, I don't know. It was just like such a complete package. He would he needs to be on like the Players Tribune at least if he's not going to be here. But I think Cooley uh, Cooley would be great. I think that I think that. Cooley's image in DC has changed a little bit in the past decade, and he is seen now by some as a tool of management, or a right. so closely tied to management that he doesn't make sense anymore. That's a, a good point. Well, well I'm gonna I'm gonna couple him with Larry Michael, and it's gonna yeah. be real propaganda, reverse propaganda machine. Um, another another one would be like um, Scott Van Pelt to cover the cover the Terps. 
Um, just an addition to the uh, sports center at night. I'm sure he's going to fit in well in your 500,000 yearly budget. For no, we're, people. we're bros. He, he'll do it for free. It's just, it's going to be fun. Um, yeah. I don't, I just feel like I have we to. Why don't you just take David Aldridge and Tony Kornheiser and Michael Wilbon? So. Aldridge was mentioned. Um, yeah. Nobody mentioned Kornheiser and Wilbon um, because Feinstein? nobody on Twitter is over 50. Feinstein? Um, no, no. Um, I'm just looking at like all my lists. Another person, if you did, if we don't want to raid Russian machine, um, Becca H at Japer's rank was another contender. Uh, another, let's see another couple ones. Uh, Neil. Green. I mean, I think you could take, you could take JP from Japer's rank too. You could. Um, somebody we haven't mentioned. I just want to. Jeez. What? <laughs> what? Just not a lot of enthusiasm. I think that, I think that his, I think if, um, yeah, I think his analysis is as good as anyone's analysis on the caps. There's a lot of names that haven't been mentioned. I just want to kind of rattle them off. Um, actually, you know what? Never mind. We're going to come back to that. My sixth pick is going to be because it's boring. It's the Wizards. I need somebody on the Wizards. I'm going to go with our old friend and blog show intern, Mike Prada. Isn't it Prada? Is, is it Prada? Prada? I don't know. I, I feel <laughs> like we called him Prada for years, and he was a college kid. It didn't really matter what his name actually was. Um, but yeah, I'd take Prada. I mean, he was the guy at Bullets Forever. Now he's the guy in NBA, or one of the guys in NBA at SP Nation, um, would fit right in, kind of in like the, the Russian machine mold. Uh, so I would go with Prada to round out the staff. Now can, Prada. I can't remember. Whatever. Um <laughs> I've got Grant. I've got Grant Paulson. <laughs> Grant, Grant is the man. Um, some names that we didn't mention that I just thought were interesting. Um, I've got a lot of love for Jerry Brewer. Shout out to Jerry Brewer. Brewer was Absolutely. mentioned by a bunch of people on Twitter. Absolutely. Like I, I think he's. I think he's been an awesome addition to the the post. Oh, he's been there like a year or two now, right? He's been there. He's been there two years. Probably about two years. You know, I, I, I was conscious of not wanting to have all post people on my team, I guess. Uh, another one that was mentioned, though I wouldn't really consider her for this, was Sally Jenkins. Um, what about Dave McKenna? I feel like McKenna would be awesome for this. Like, he was definitely on my list. If we kept going, if we got to, like, seven, eight rounds, McKenna would uh, go. You know what? No. I, you know, Dave's one of my close friends. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that he is a real real old school hardcore legit journalist and i think that it puts him often in an adversarial position versus the local teams which is not a bad place for a journalist to be at all certainly not a journalist at deadspin but i think for a site like this you almost want people who are like i said a little bit of fans because you're trying to get people to kind of pay to consume this and i don't know that you're getting reckons fans maybe there's there's certainly lots of redskins fans who appreciate what he does but I think there's kind of like an adversarialness to it that I'm not sure would fit. Um, John Kime is another one that a lot of people brought up and who I also sure. think is great. Um, sure. If Master Good. Test was off the, off the board, by the way, shout out to Burgundy yeah. Blog. Uh, Brent at Burgundy Blog, a.k.a. Brenton Portis. He was on my list. Okay. I thought we actually lost connection. Did I just... It, <laughs> it, so I, I'm sensing disagreement I follow him, and I think he is good at, at driving conversation online. I think at some level, you have to be a real person in the real world to be doing this job. And and he doesn't even use his last name and doesn't go anywhere and has no experience, as far as I know, right? doing that and interacting with people. And I think that it would – maybe you don't need that, but if you're – I think on a team like the Redskins, if you're trying to break news, you have to be there in some fashion. 
I don't disagree. I just think he's probably my favorite Redskins follow on Twitter and is the Redskins podcast I listen to more than any other. Fair. Okay. I would would say, and again, this was for me a question in my mind, but am I trying to create content that I like or content that people would pay for? But if it was content that I like, for sure, maybe my number one pick would be Chris Needham. (laughs) Isn't his Twitter Twitter handle um, Bog Commenter? It is, but I think that he is smart on a variety of topics and, and that are coming before they arrive. I think that I would pay to read his work. He doesn't really write anywhere besides on Twitter, but I would pay to read it. No, he's good. He's cranky. Um, anybody – like? oh, I should say shout out to Michael Jenkins. If we were doing video other than pivoting – if we were pivoting to video like everybody else, it seems, um, video. J- Jenkins would, would be the man. If I wanted to – like a utility player, I think Ben Standings in the conversation, he does a whole bunch of teams and manages to, I think, be um, clued in on a whole bunch of different teams. He could he could be an ultimate wild card. Shout out to Standing. Uh, also, while we're on the, because like, he does a lot of Wiz stuff, um, he was on my Wizards list, as were, as were Kevin Broom and Candace Buckner. Yeah. Um, and Isabel, Isabel from the Washington Post. Is that the I mean, Caps, again, the Caps like, writer? Caps reporter. Jeez, Jamie. Yes. What? Is that the Caps reporter? Is that who's that who's you're, you're, that out? Yeah. yeah, yes. And she's great. And she writes great, great feature stories and has broken her fair share of news on the caps. I think she is great. I am again was conscious of not trying to get all Washington Post employees on my team. Um, um you know who also is on my list? Um who? if we if we Chris <laughs> Who? Chris Mottram. Oh you, I thought you were I thought you guessed it. Um it wasn't no. Chris Mottram, my Dear, dear brother, it was Chris Chase. Oh yeah, Chris Chase. Chris yeah, Chase, who has had a DC sports blog like ten years ago before going to Yahoo and becoming the most read sports writer on the internet, and then bouncing around to USA Today and Fox. I mean, Chris is, you know, like I feel like he's not made for the subscription world. He's made for like the general traffic driving world. Yes, I think that's right. But I do miss him writing on the Redskins and other DC sports subjects like he did long ago. Yeah. Matt Terrell, who we both know and love, um, he, he would add all the self-hatred that the site would need. I would only bring Terrell on board if he were willing to air all the dirty laundry that he collected during his three-year run in Redskins Park as the official blogger of the Washington Redskins. Yeah. Are we at the point now where we're just naming every single person that we know just to make sure we don't leave everyone out? I feel like at this point, it's like deeply insulting if you haven't been mentioned. Yeah. I'm sorry. (laughs) Should we we stop? That's not good. Hopefully no one will listen. Eric Fingerhut's name crossed my mind as like uh, my site's media critic, although there's not anyone who wants to hire a media critic for a local sports site. He's good on Twitter. I don't know anything about that dude, but he's he's good on Twitter. You said Neil I think you were gonna say Neil Greenberg earlier and I interrupted you. Yeah, Greenberg, he always comes with like a good angle, but then I'm I'm like left wanting in the end. I'm like, well, yeah, of course, you know, Otto Porter was an efficient player last year. No, I think Neil's good. I told Neil this yesterday when we were discussing this topic over lunch. Um, that I, I consider him not really like a DC sports writer so much as a writer who's based in DC and sometimes mm-hmm. writes about DC sports. But I mean, you could turn him loose and say you're full time DC sports now. But I, I just don't consider him. Yeah, well, and I think with this type of stuff he does, where it's like you know quantitative analysis or whatever you want to call it, stats, fancy stats, is that what, what, that's what the name of his blog? That's right. Yeah, fancy stats blog. I, I think that's really valuable in this scenario. 
Um, if we win a few more rounds, maybe, maybe Neil's off the board. Um, so your staff, Mike Jones, Thomas Boswell, Grant Paulson, Chelsea. Here's another one. Is it Chelsea Jane or Chelsea Janes? Chelsea Janes. <laughs> Plural. It's multiple Janes. Um, Peter Hassert, Andrew Sharp. Hassett. Hassett. Hassett? I should have done so much more research. Literally half of my team. I should have done so much research for my amateur podcast about a hypothetical staff. Okay, but like, tell me my Grant Paulson and Mike Jones podcast isn't immediately the best Redskins podcast out there. I don't think I've ever heard Mike Jones talk. I really don't know. I mean, he could be great. Whatever. Uh, I'm just proud I've made no zero Mike Jones like hip hop jokes this entire time. Um, all right, versus my staff. Bears for Luga, Ian Oland, Master Tess, Adam Kilgore, the person behind At Records and Radio, and Mike Prada. Prada. <laughs> our staff is way, our, our staffs are way too male. It's, it's, this is, this is a heavy white male lean. I'm not feeling have, good about it. So maybe I we'd have, have to revise them if we were going to really start throwing money around. For sure you would. Yeah, for sure. Although I, I, I bet you a lot of these other sites don't think about that. You know what, Jamie? I just realized. I have a scheduled interview in like two minutes. Do you think we can be done by then? Oh yeah, who's it with? Um, can you say Britt McHenry? Britt McHenry. Oh yeah, what's she doing now? She is ESPN. She's a free agent. Oh okay. Well, I'll, I'll let you go. Um, thanks, Dan, for joining us. Uh, maybe maybe our next our re up for for Steins on the Mister iPod could be like all the negative feedback that we got from this. That would be good. Yeah, that would be good. I, and I, I think I could do a blog post too in which I rank the top 100 potential hires and then make everyone in the town hate me besides Michael Jones. All right. Well, Dan, thank you very much. I hope you don't get in too much trouble. And this thank, you, thank you, dear listeners. Subscribe to the Mr. Relevant Podcast on iTunes, Bumpers, or Stitcher if anybody actually uses that. Uh, we'll be back soon to talk about actual sports. See you. That was fun.